0: Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix.
1: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well.
2: Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Matt, today is going to be a fun show. Mm-hmm. I hope so. Um, we have no fights coming up this weekend, but we have our pal uh, uh, Jason Perillo, uh, great, great uh, striking coach, is going to be with us the whole show. So we might as well bring Jason in now. Um, yeah, Jimmy. We don't want to have Jason Perillo Jason waiting.
3: Perillo. He's a fun hang, man.
2: Yes, he uh, certainly I I is. I like Jason. Let's see. I Look
3: at him. It looks like he's about to get a mugshot or something with that background. Where are you? I know. I've I'm
4: I, I do not have a proper podcast station over here at my house. So I just That's a, I yeah. like you something about a nice white wall behind you. It's good. Yeah, you got the black wall, I got the white like wall. Like you're in
3: like you're in prison.
4: Yeah. Something. I'm not too far out. Jason Barla, what up, man? You look why do you look younger? What are you doing? What are you uh, doing, man? What do you got going on? It must be that stem cell I got. Did you get that?
3: Did you uh, get the one with the IV that goes through your body type of thing?
4: Yeah, I went out to uh, bioaccelerator out in um, Columbia.
3: My buddy Abe just went down there, one of my black belts. And he said he does that. He gets the shit pumped through his body. He said he wasn't able to put his arms above his shoulders. And now he's, I don't know. It, it, that's what wild. is it? How
2: do, What do they do? They, they take your blood out and spin it? How does it work?
4: No, they actually give you... Uh, stem cells out of imbi- out of umbilical cords so they have they i mean from what i understand i probably should have educated myself a little bit more on it you know for the fact that they're going to put it in my body but um yeah they get they, they, they so when they, they take newborn babies and um they take the umbilical cord from the newborn babies and then they I, they do something with that i don't know exactly the lab's actually right there I mean, you're literally sitting in the room where you get the IV and you can see the doctors inside the lab right next to you, um, breaking it down and doing what they do, spinning it or whatnot.
2: Yeah.
4: And, uh, they take it straight from there and and put it in your body. Now I got injections uh, directly put into my elbows. That's, that's what I went there for, but they also gave me the IV bags, which goes through your whole body. And, uh.
3: Does How long does it take?
4: Nor- right. I'm sorry, Jimmy.
3: Good. But
2: no, 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 no. You were not what ask makes you nauseous, here. right?
3: Now, does it make you nauseous when you get the IV bag? I heard it
4: might. You know, there's a lot of different things that there's a lot of, I was all right. I was pretty, I just got really, really tired. I was, I was pretty fatigued for a good five, six hours, but that was really the extent of it. And then when they put it like in the, uh, <laughs> the elbows, the shoulders, from what I understand, the knees and the hips are supposed to be the most painful. Um, Elbow's pretty painful, but I mean, my elbows are constantly in pain as it is. So it was like nothing new kind of thing. But um, yeah, it, it, everybody's got a little different side effects to it, you know, but it, it only lasts maybe a day or two that the pain or the nausea or whatnot. And then um, you feel fine.
2: Do you feel better now that you've done it? Do you notice an improvement?
4: You know, I do, but from what I understand, it's a three to six month process. You know, the 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 the, the stem cells have to come into your body and 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 acclimate to your body or whatnot because they don't have real genetic code on them. Right when they're right when they they come to, they, they don't have even the genetic code onto the fetus that they just were came from. Right. So the cells go into your body and they have to they have to connect with uh, the code of your body. I guess I'm trying to sound like I know what I'm talking sure, about. Sure. But- Oh, scientist Perillo. Now how long like- does it
2: take? How long are you sitting there with the with the IV bag?
4: Oh, the IV bags only it's like a 45 minute process. It's like uh I got two IV bags. So I it was a five day trip. I went out there on I got there on Sunday afternoon and it was and I left the following Saturday. Um and they really, you know, they really give you a, a, a quote-unquote somewhat of a vacation type of experience as well. They go and they give you a little tour of uh, Medellin, and you know, it, it, you know, you get to go check out the culture of the of the country and and whatnot. But it's a it's a it's a day day each day you're doing something new. You're doing hyperbaric chambers. You're doing um, you know cold stuff hyperbaric chambers, and you're doing an IV one day, then you're doing the ejections another day, then you do an IV again the following day, and then oh, wow. and they monitor you the, the entire time. And I think that's the, why they like to have you out there for five days, is so they make sure that it's a, a real clean process.
3: Why do they can't make you, you do that shit here, Jimmy? Why? And and, and uh,
2: it's uh, it's about the stem cells, and right. I believe it's religious groups objecting to the use of stem cells. uh, I think that's what it is, where they're more limited on stem cells in the U.S. Am I correct, Jason, or is that wrong?
4: Yeah, well, and 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 um, well, they do do it here in the U.S. They do. I got I got a I got a friend, a surfer friend, Billy Camper, who just had it done two days ago out here in L.A. And they basically take it from your, they take the stem cells from you, so they'll go into your, into your, into your. Spine or whatnot, they'll go into your body and they'll and they'll and I think that's what you were talking about, Jimmy. As far as spinning, I I think they take your own stem cells and 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 do something with that. I don't know if it's like um, what's that blood thing they do with you, uh, Matt? You might know. Uh,
3: yeah, Dana did that when he had that st- thing with his ear. Yeah, with Meniere's, ears. Yeah, took out his blood and they spun it.
2: It's called um platelets. Uh, I forget what it's called.
4: I don't know. So but they, the PRP, like PRP, I think it's called. PRP,
2: and they inject it back into you.
4: Yeah, I think it's more of a PRP type of thing. But the, but the difference is, is with, with that, they're taking, you know, they're taking a 50-year-old guy's stem cells and spinning them and putting them back in there. With What they're doing in Colombia, they do in Peru, I believe. They do in Tijuana. What they do out of the country is they're taking it from, you know, an an infant's umbilical cord, so it's a whole different. So you're getting some pretty fresh uh, cells from that. Yeah. Yeah, right, you know, maybe, go. good. I was going to say, the grand scheme of things, I mean, it, it maybe is really effective, and really maybe it really does something for people. And uh we all know, at the end of the day, it's you know, who wants to who wants to cure anything around here? They want to make sure everybody stays a little bit sick. Sure, <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Otherwise, you wouldn't need the medication, or you wouldn't need to come back.
4: Right, exactly.
2: It's like making a tire that never pops. There's no reason for that because you never buy fucking tires again.
4: <laughs> there you go. That's you fast. Go.
3: hey, um. What would happen if you got one of those stem cell shots into your cack? Never mind. Listen, I'm sure it's great for it. I, I believe they I, do I, that.
4: From do what they? They do that. Yeah, they they they, they, they it, it treats uh, it treats uh, ED for people as well. I mean it it it, it does. I mean it does sound like a miracle cure, and and there's a lot of believers in it. I mean it's a really nice nice facility. Yeah, they they do very well, and they treat so many people. Even if you don't have ED, maybe if you get a shot, it'll give you like sure. a super
3: cock. <laughs>
2: hey, and you get stay, Jason, you stay in the building?
4: Yeah, well, they, they got a hotel. They set you up in a hotel, which is uh, the building. The, the the office is actually in the mall there. It's a mall, and, and, and the hotel that you're staying at is directly connected to the mall. So when you come down to breakfast in the morning, you have breakfast, and you walk out the room, and you're right in the mall, and the hospital, the facilities inside the mall is very nice. It's basically the Beverly Hills of, of Medellin. I mean, it's a really nice area. It's a beautiful building. I mean, it's really first class treatment. Okay. First
3: class, first class. You you know you you go, you get a shot in your cack. You go, then you see a movie and get a, a frozen yogurt. All in the, within the hour. That's a hey. You had him sold on you know plumping up your penis.
2: That's Let's, all I needed to hear. Know,
4: did yes. You see the fights. You see the fights this past weekend. I, I I didn't see them them all. I was I was actually in the middle of of, of cooking and cooking and barbecuing during the during the fights. But yeah, I saw I saw some of them. I saw I saw a few of them. I saw the one that got stopped. A little funny. Um, oh, Nicholas
2: Mota against. Um, let me look up the who he fought. Uh, Trey Ogden. He uh, yeah. I, I think that was a no contest because uh, Mike Beltran. I thought he was uh, out, but he wasn't out during the head and arm.
3: You, yeah, gotta, you gotta you gotta feel for, for for trey in this one yeah i never know even, though, even though listen i don't know it's a tough call but it's calling call it like, no contest
4: that these up i mean the kids losing the fight no matter what i mean that it, that doesn't that, get that, off, that goes I, the car the kid loses the fight yeah. so i mean, to call I mean, it mean no contest got, it's a crime
2: how much but time it, was left
3: I don't, it was two, two minutes maybe under two minutes, because it happened in three three eleven, of uh, the third round. Trey had him in that in that head and arm choke, and he wasn't let's say he wasn't getting out. Uh, it did not. He didn't look close to getting out. So, like, for to rob this guy of half of his money is it, pretty fucking crazy. So I don't blame Trey for being like, look. In other words, I would the ref didn't the ref stopped it. I didn't stop it. Why am I getting dot? Th- why am I getting penalized here? I was yeah. well I was winning I would have won I mean what are we talking about here is crazy. he kept his cool I think he I hope they did the right thing by him I believe they probably would I don't see
4: why crazy. they would No no in the UFC they they I I feel like they would be pretty good about making sure that guy gets his his, his what could he won like you said he's winning the fight yeah. um and they stopped the fight I really do you see that where they stop a fight like that as well and then change the decision to a no It was really a weird situation, if you ask me, because to all of a sudden go from, okay, you know, they can go home and cry. All that fight should have been stopped and and should have he stopped it right there. I don't think so, because you could tell the the problem is, is that guy, that guy, when he was in that head, if he made any movement with his body, even if he tried to do the thumb, you know what I mean? Right. If, if he, he tried to his hand, up, he's losing it. He needed to hold on to every bit of his fucking... Yeah,
2: he was holding under his arm, right? With His thumb was actually under the other under uh, Ogden's arm.
4: 100%. His hand was available, and the referees like to say, hey, let me know you're there. He couldn't talk. He couldn't gurgle. He couldn't do anything. He had to sit there. If he made any physical attempt to say he was all right, even if it was out of his voice, he would have got submitted. You know what I mean? So the, the kid's in a tough spot mm-hmm. that's getting choked but at the same time the guy that's beating him is beating him the whole fight i mean he's kicking his he's jabbing his face in the fucking tomorrow and, and 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 really just doing a number on the kid so i mean is a the biggest crime on that fight yes the money is the biggest crime is is a huge crime but giving that guy a, 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 a no contest that he should have a w on his record for that fight really and
2: the should. odds are the odds are we we knew that uh you was probably not going to get out of that but it is, when, when, when it's a referee fuck up. I mean, you don't see them usually that egregious, uh, but he, he fucked up and, and Nicholas sat right up and said, I didn't tap. So in a way, like you, you are robbing Trey, but if you give him a win and there's like two, if there's five seconds left, but if there's two full minutes left, he you know, his argument is, how do you know I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to get out of that. And again, which I don't think he would have.
4: I think yeah. it, it, the argue, well, the argument was you're getting your ass kicked the entire yeah. fight. Yeah, yeah. I, be I mean, God bless that guy. I don't know yeah. him from Adam and, and, and no disrespect to him, but the guy's the guy's gonna the guy's gonna lose 30, 27 regardless. Yeah, whether he gets stopped or not. I'm a a hell of a referee too. That's what I feel bad for the referee because you know you you ref thousands of fights and you know you get a fuck up like that, you know. And, it will haunt you for a minute.
2: Maybe in that one, they should have went to the judges' cards. Because like you said, it's was, it was going to be 30-27. So maybe – isn't there a thing where effort goes a certain amount of time, they'll go to the judges? Maybe it's during an injury or something like that where they – Yeah, I
4: think if there's a foul and it goes over two rounds, I, I I believe it. In boxing, it was four rounds or more. They'll go to the judges' scorecards. In the MMA, I want to say it's two rounds, which had, had already gone two rounds, which yeah. is the third round. It would have been a really fair – that would, I, I think that would have um really pleased everybody if they yes. decided to go to the judge score, judge's scorecard. I mean you're absolutely right, Jim, with that. If they were the judge scorecard on that, I think that would, I don't think anybody would have had a complaint about that. And uh can I just say, Nicholas,
3: he could be upset about that. He should be sending him a fucking holiday present there. That's a he should be thinking. <laughs> The referee saying, hey, listen, I don't got a loss on my record. Yeah. I was getting half the money anyway. All right, I'll take it. Listen, Trey's the one who should be that that's like, you gotta be kidding me. I did everything right. You screwed me. The other kid, all right, he should be actually thanking the ref. I know, I know the warrior spirit in him was like, No, I didn't quit. Dude, if you, you were either gonna go to sleep or you were losing anyway. So this is a fucking gift.
2: Is there but no way to re-Matt? Is there no way to reset the position like they do sometimes? Uh, is there no way to reset it when when the ref stops it? That's it. Can can he just go? Look, I made a mistake and, and reset that position.
3: I don't believe so, man. I don't want to go back to Big John McCarthy when he was refing Marillo Bustamante versus uh, Matt Lindland back in the day. That's an old school fight, old school. Uh, Marillo had the fight basically submitted him twice because he had him in a full blown arm lock. The ref broke it up, and then you know Lindland's like, "What's up, man?" And he goes, "They had to start him from scratch again, standing up." And he ended up getting him in a guillotine, I believe. So, props to the legend Murillo Bustamante, who people probably don't even remember. A lot of people don't. I mean, that's me. That's mean to say. I mean, a lot of new people don't know him. Yeah, throw his name. Throw his name you know who I'm talking about, Jason Perillo. Murillo yeah. Bustamante. At least <laughs> I hope you do. Listen, what a fucking legend. But uh, he had to get he had to submit Matt Lindland twice because John, Big John McCarthy messed
4: that up. So, they didn't start him back in the arm lock. Well He's, also he was so deep in that head and art like he was so deep in that in that in that submission. Yeah. I don't know how there, there would have been no really justice of of they'd have to put him in as deep as he can go and then start the belt. You know what I mean? Right. Then start it. And I, that would be a difficult start. Sure, sure.
3: You guys see the Pudalaba versus uh Perez fight with those with those
4: tough ladies? Do you guys see that one? I oh saw every uh, fight. oh the, 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 the two Brazilian girls? Yes. What a uh,
3: great fight! That uh, yes, they're Brazilian. Yeah, no, yeah. no, one's Brazilian. I don't know what flag that is. What is P- Pudalava? What is that?
4: where are you are you uh, who am I thinking? I'm thinking of the 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 the, the 115 pounders, the straw weights, um, uh, where where the one girl came uh, he busts against. uh oh, I want to no. Well, I definitely
3: want to talk about Amanda. because yeah. I was so right.
4: Amanda Rivas. has. Uh, I was
3: talking know. about excuse me,
4: Perez versus Pudalava on the prelims. On the okay, prelims. I did see that because my girl loves to watch girl <laughs> fights. I'm Pudalava sure is. Um,
2: she's she's checked. Thank yeah. you, Jake.
3: So and she came on in that third round, and the first two rounds was Perez just out grappling her. Uh, what I noticed by both girls was when they're on top, they are dangerous as heck. When they're on bottom, not so much. And that goes for Perez, where she was looking fantastic in those first two rounds. On bottom, she took a beating in the third round, and lava came on strong. But what was hysterical is after Perez wins, you know, like like <laughs> she, uh, her way of celebrating, she likes to like twerk or like put her, like like legs up in the cage and shake her ass or just stick her butt out. <laughs> so she's doing that. Meanwhile, they're like, "Oh, she won!" They they pay to her little like uh, eight year old kid in the audience, "Mommy!" Then they go back to the cage and she's bah, 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 bah. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey Perez, there's a time and a place. Your kid's in the audience, but I had a, listen, I don't know. I just thought this fucking
4: hysterical. Yeah, but, I, yeah, because you, you, well, you see it and know what's going on. She has no idea. They're panning into her kid in the audience while she's doing the. Oh, well, I don't know. You
3: know, listen, you know, your kid's out there. You celebrate any way you want to celebrate. So I don't, I'm not judging. I used to do little handstands. Yeah. You know, you but anyway, to each their own. Didn't you do the one arm cartwheel or something like yes! that? Yes. Yeah. That's what I did. Thank you for remembering that.
4: Yeah.
3: I did that after I knocked out Frank Trigg.
4: Oh, what a great oh. win.
3: Yeah, Frank Trigg. Anyway, Jimmy. He's Frank, Frank. Trigg. a ref now, isn't he? He's a ref, yes. Yeah, he's refing now.
2: He's looking yep. a little
3: he's looking a little porkly.
2: Uh, uh, but, um, our buddy Chase Hooper. Uh, what a great sub oh, over yeah. uh, Jordan Levitt man. What a great fight that was.
4: Yeah, yeah that was
3: right. yeah, Jimmy I was about to bring him up. How did you that know was I was fight bring him that you up? Didn't know
4: what to expect? I mean it was I mean wait, that was a that was a that was a fucking a grapple that was fest. A, Yeah. Grapple it fest.
3: was exactly what I hoped for. It was what I was anticipating and it delivered cuz I wanted to see a nice exchange in, um, in, in the grappling. I want to see some nice exchanges, some scrambles. And that's exactly what we got. And uh, if I remember correctly, how was it? A rear naked choke? Was that what he got
2: it, it was, yeah. And, and that would... was
3: off of a back take off a leg lock. So it was very yeah. – there was a lot going on there, man. I really enjoyed – I would like to watch that again.
2: Wasn't was Chase on... going for a leg lock first and then uh, Levitt grabbed it and actually broke the leg lock by going for his leg? Did, didn't he get out of it by going for yeah. a leg lock of his own? <laughs>
4: I think you're right. There was. Something. I, I'd have to watch
3: it again to be honest, but it was. I remember it just being somebody's on the receiving end, and next thing you know, they're out. Now they're on top, and then yeah, the, it was very fluent. And there was some strikes, you know. I um, wish there was a little team. strike.
4: I would have yeah. liked to see those two. I mean, of course, I would like to see that, but I would like to see you know how they both have been developing on their feet because you know that's an important part of the game too as well. I mean, grappling is. You know, it is it, it, another level and you want to have that highest grappling you got. But it'd be nice to see how both those kids were improving on their feet, for me at least. Hey,
3: I got a question for you, Coach. How frustrating is it? Then, then, <laughs> listen. How frustrating is it when you see your pupil your or former pupil, Mackenzie Dern, and she's out there and... It, this is what I'll tell you from an outside point of view. Some of the stuff she's landing is not bad. I just feel like she's not—I don't, I don't want to say relaxed. It looks almost forced. I know the chin was coming up a bit, but it—she doesn't look. It, she, I don't know. She did not look so comfortable throwing, but yet some of the stuff she throwing was not bad. But it's just—but to do that with a girl like Jessica Andraj. It's almost like she was worried already about the 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 counter strike. Does that make
4: sense? Yeah.
3: You tell me your thoughts. Your thoughts.
4: Well, I mean, I just know that Mackenzie's come a long way. I think she she you know she started this sport very green on her feet, very just you know uh, just very blind on her feet. She had really no concept of 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 uh, where which what she's doing, really. But she's a good athlete. She's a hell yeah. of an athlete, and you know. And she's a good, she's a, she's a quick learner, but at the same time, you know, she, yeah, I I saw, I, I saw a lot of bad, those habits were still there with her. Why I was working with her it was something I was trying to uh, develop out of her. i tried to, uh, you know, you know, to, you know, work the wrinkles out of, uh, out, out of, out of what she does, but as far as bad habits, um, and that takes some time, you know. I, I was concerned about her going to that fight, knowing that she wasn't there yet. It wasn't part of her natural ability to have the, you know, the proper fundamentals as far as you know. Because you know, she in that fight, to me, she was coming straight. There. A lot of her bad habits that I've seen, you know, before she came came to start working, she was up in the air. She's going straight back, you know, her hand positioning, her base, everything was just kind of back to, to to a greener state. I should say, of where, what what I saw in her when, when I first started working with her. And um, it's amazing to see that happen, you know, because ama- and as a coach, you learn it again yourself. You know, you learn that, you know, it, 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 it's something that it's, it's a repetitive motion. It's, it's stuff that you got to stay with, you know, weekend, month in, year in, year out, and, and develop to where it's part of your makeup, to where you fight this way. Not to where you go back to fighting, like, uh, quote, unquote, I don't mean to say an amateur, but somebody that, you know, really doesn't have, you know, all the, uh, you know, the experience, the world to be in a, in a high level top 10 type of fight.
2: Can I, yeah. can I ask you to, we have, oh, my mic just fell. Hold on. That
3: was great. Hey, Jake. Did you see, yeah, my you mic know just know fell. That, that blunder. Go ahead.
2: My, I have a uh, thing up here which is really fucked up and I'm very annoyed that that just happened. Anyway, um, we had Mackenzie on last week and she was saying that sometimes she's allowing other things to kind of get into her head. Like things like she wants to fight a certain way so people don't think certain things. She was very open about it. So I thought of that when I was watching her fight. Did you think there were moments where she might have been able to take Andrade down but she wanted to prove that she could stand with it or did you not see those moments? Maybe I was wrong.
4: Um, I think it's always kind of in the back of their head, but like, um, Mackenzie's a, a bright girl. I mean, she thinks a lot and she breaks, she overthinks as well, just like we all do, you know. Um, and and uh, I think, um, I think she was probably looking for the opportunity, Looking, for, but again, her base really floated up. She, what happens is. When you're high, when you when you when you lose your base like that, when you when you when you're not, you know, uh, I try to I, I try to talk about this as, as politically correct as I can, because sure. this is somebody that I really care about or cared about as well. You know, I, I don't work or talk to McKenzie anymore, but I'm always rooting for my ex fighters because sure. it doesn't do me any justice to root against them. Um And, uh, you know, she just I think she had a hard because Mackenzie, that's something that was part of the development as well as working on taking these girls down. You know, you know, there's a wrestling base that I would like would have liked her to develop a little bit better as well or or put a lot of time into. I mean, wrestling is a very valuable, valuable sport, as we all know, in this game, you know, especially when you want to take the fight to the ground. You know, I think wrestling is probably one of the best ways to go to 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 learn and develop to. To get your opponent to the ground. Um, I think she was uh, having a hard time seeing it, seeing the opportunity to to take Jessica down. You gotta remember, Jessica's the next world champion. She's got right. some experience. She's been in there with high level wrestlers and and she knows how to read her opponent. You know, now if her opponent's sitting in front of her and and she's not and she's showing this this green state of mind in this in this base and just kind of she could tell that. You could tell, and Matt, you could back me up on this one. When you're sitting in front of someone, you could tell whether they, how they're feeling and what's going through their head, and it's a crazy thing. You know, us watching on TV, us watching it for the crowd, can't see the same thing that the two athletes that are standing in front of us, in front of each other, see. You know, or in, in matter of fact, feel. You know, so my guess is Jessica could feel that that Mackenzie didn't have uh, the wherewithal in the uh, makeup and the, in the, in the base to, to, to shoot on her. I don't think it was something that she was even concerned with because she could tell by the way Mackenzie was emotionally fighting in there that um, it wasn't opposing a threat to her.
3: She wasn't, she saw the punches coming. Even when she got hit with them, she was ready just to, the, the fire back. She's, she's, and you know, she, she is
4: one of the better, more powerful girls, uh, Andrade. Oh, as she's, she's probably, she's probably, if not, though if not, the, I mean, the, the, uh, you know, there's a couple other that can crack a little bit, but she's I, definitely I, the, the heavier punch in the division. I, I can see her cracking some, some dudes her size.
0: Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis. Felt like I was trapped between a rock and a hard place. Then I started Cosentix.
1: So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to keepitfunohio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
3: Hey, while we're talking about the ladies, Amanda Hibas versus uh, Luana uh, Pinheiro. Pinheiro? Uh, what What a, first of all, that Luana is no joke either. She was coming after, uh, coming after her, trying to take her head off. But as the fight went on, Amanda got better and better. And by the third round, even though she got caught, she was lumped up. But man, she was putting it together nicely. And that was just a really, it was a fun fight. Yeah, it, it, it showed you that Amanda Hebas really wanted it, it to me, and, and, and
4: it was just, and she had a a worthy opponent. I, I enjoyed that fight a lot. Uh, that was my, that was my, that was my favorite part of the night. I think did uh, tell me they each got fifty k. I hope okay. so.
2: Uh, I he Hibas up? No, Uh no bonuses. Fight of the night, performance oh. of the night, bonuses though. Oh yeah, for I uh, was Hibas uh, did get get the bonus. Yeah,
3: good, good.
5: Yeah. I, I mean, just, Nick,
3: and, oh, what the fuck did I just do? Hold on. Oh, there we go. And Nick, where the fuck did it go? Nick Aguirre, I just lost my fucking thing. Who was uh versus um?
2: I paid Talbot. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Versus
2: who? Peyton Talbot.
3: Peyton Talbot. Yeah. He loves to do the Abbott and Costello thing, uh, Jason. I'd like to play along with him.
2: Um, I, know, I, I just didn't think of it today, but I'm glad Matt uh, took the stick on that one.
3: <laughs> but Talbot, Talbot had a rough first round, man, okay. getting out grappled. But, and uh, you know, Nick, and even how did it go to the second round? Nick was on him too, the second round, I believe. But then, the, but then, you know Talbot he kept his undefeated record he ended up getting him out of there in the third round and Nick talk about somebody who doesn't he didn't look that confident with his stand we're talking about people not looking confident with their stand-up I think Nick even though his grappling looked very very good he knew he was outgun standing with Talbot <laughs> you didn't see the fight Jay?
4: I I I I don't know what fight you're exactly talking well, about.
3: This, this young kid, Peyton Talbot, he's he's uh seven and O now and uh he got a rear naked choke in that third round. He started taking away the takedowns nice. But the yeah. first couple of rounds he was having a hard time with the grappling with this kid Nick. But as the fight went on, he ended up having his way. But I yeah. think you to have to address that wrestling because some of the guys I mean he it wasn't awful, and it's and you and gotta give credit to Nick for, for, for getting him down, but he's gonna be dealing with that again. With uh, with other guys in that division, so but I don't know. Yeah. It was a
4: fun fight. We we I don't know. We also talked about the. Um, I I, well, I ended up watching the co-main event, which was the Ecuadorian kid, the undefeated Morales that
2: against fight. Matthews. What a good fight that was!
4: Yeah, that, that was, was a fight. Good fight.
2: Michael's undefeated, sixteen and zero. Uh Michael Morales against Jake Matthews.
4: Yeah, that was it. That was a good fight. That Jake Matthews showed a lot of guts too. I mean, he, yes, that was a really close fight as well. I mean, they. Yeah. they there's a lot of expectations on that, 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 uh, Morales or is it Morales? Yeah. Morales. Mike Morales. Yeah. Mike Morales kid. Um, that was a great fight. Close fight too. Um, I ended up walking out to go to, I think Home Depot or something after that fight. So I didn't, I wasn't able to watch the main event with Craig and, um, who was it? Paul Craig Brendan yeah, Allen. Yeah. I was at fighting. fight. You.
2: Yeah. You didn't see it. Brendan yeah. Allen dominated. Uh, I think he something yeah. in the third, uh, yes, yeah, so it was a third, but he dominated the first two rounds. Um, he, he, you know, he was, uh, which, which was surprising to me because, uh, Paul was fighting at light heavyweight for a long time. So I thought that, you know, again, having a little bit of a lighter fighter, but that just didn't matter. Brendan no, Allen felt a he lot bigger.
4: Say a lot of times, you know, when a guys come He it, it's hit or miss sometimes guy, guys coming down, you know, it, it, it benefits them sometimes. And sometimes it hurts them. It, it's pretty crazy that he was able to submit that guy. Cause I think Craig yeah. is pretty freak freakish submission type of guy which you'd think that could defend if you could submit guys that way you'd think that you could defend it the same way so I don't know
3: a lot uh, of guys a lot of guys wouldn't want to be with him down there but Brendan yeah. he stayed with him down there and he and he and he matched him down there and then he ended up besting him down there and I really I like the way he sunk that rear naked choke in it was uh there was no way for Craig to go he 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 knew he was just caught and he beat him at his own game which yeah. is always impressive.
2: And he had him in the first two rounds in bad positions. But, you know, uh, Craig is just such a, a, a good guy on the bottom and so solid that it was just he just couldn't put him awake because he kept doing those things uh, that just made it, you know, like, like little leg positions. Dominic was talking about a lot. Things you don't think of a lot that just make you almost impossible to submit. And then finally, in the third, he just couldn't do it anymore. Well,
3: no, I think- I Sorry,
4: go Are ahead. You-
2: No, go
3: ahead. Go ahead. You
4: say I just feel I think Craig for some reason, you know, he's just so comfortable off his back and he gets a lot of submissions, triangles from his back, which is is great, but it's not a it's not for me, it's probably not the the best base to have or the best bit, the best mentality to have is to be the guy that always wins off his back because that's gonna catch up to you, especially as you get a little bit higher up the rankings. You know, everybody can really fight once you get once you start getting you know, in the top twenty or whatnot, top fifteen. But sure, I mean, unfortunately, he said, I didn't see it. How was it on their feet? Did they fight on their feet at all?
2: Not a lot. I mean, it, it didn't stay. It didn't stay on the feet very long. Yeah. But,
4: but, um. What the hell was I about
3: to say? Me and my ADD. It was.
2: Gonna... We were talking about. I was talking about Craig, like oh, locking yes, up I, Brendan I, Allen's I, legs. I, yeah. I got it.
4: Yes. I th- I, I this, thought it was about a. Uh, Costello. I thought it was something about Costello. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, the outback. Listen,
3: what what I really like with Craig on bottom is not just his offense. Obviously, his submissions are amazing. But I remember, and this is something I kept in mind when I was training and working my bottom game, and Henzo would say, like, when you're messing with somebody's balance on top, it's not just a sweep picture like when someone's trying to strike you. Say I'm trying to knock out you standing up, Jason, and somebody has me behind, grabbing my shoulders and traps and just shaking me. And I'm trying to knock you out. So what Craig, what, what Paul Craig does on bottom, when Brendan Allen from Mounted, especially mounted half guard, uh, name the position. Anytime he's on bottom. When when he's trying to, when when Brendan's looking to land these blows, he's offsetting his balance. He's locking the leg down, going underneath him. Even though these sweeps aren't working, he's gaining some real estate back and he's messing with the balance where he can't land the punishing blows that's going to end the fight. So I was very impressed with that. It's something I, I'm like, look, every position, I go, now he's going to work them over. Oh, he's not because he can't keep his base. So even though he ended up losing, I was very impressed with that. So, Sorry. I wanted to mention that. That's something that some people might not catch on to. They just look, oh, he's just not getting out. Yeah, but he's also not getting destroyed with a murderer on top of him. Oh know. yeah, the guy's a
4: stud. He's a stud off his back. I, I, is, is it, there's no, there's no, there's no, there's no denying that. I'm just saying he's very no, comfortable. Um, go, he's very comfortable going there because he knows how comfortable he is there because he can keep you off balance the entire time. And he's very sneaky. He's going to catch up to you and and catching something too off of his back. But like I said, I think as you go, as you, as you climb the ladder, it gets a little harder, especially when, you know, your opponent studies you and knows that's where your main base is. That's where your main game is. And that's where you find most of your success. You know, it's, it's, it's not that it's one dimensional, but it's not for me. uh, You know, I, 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 I'm not, you know, a grappler, you know, especially a great grappler like yourself, Matt, but, at the end of the day, I don't think that's uh, you know, I think that there should be some development going into other aspects of his game. So that could be, you know, the last resort, you know, if you have to be in that position, but yes, yeah, neither, neither here nor there. I don't know these guys and, and and I can't knock them or what they do in training because, you know, they're, they are where they're at. I mean, their main event tells me that they're doing something.
3: Hey man, Listen, if I'm, if, um, you know, I burst onto the scene of a jujitsu guy, and uh, if I didn't evolve, which I had to, I would never have won the title. You know what I mean? Oh, so 100%. I love Anuma Plata as, as much as the next guy, but thank God I'm blessed with heavy hands. White now listen. Was I was what else was I gonna fucking say? Oh, the first night of the fight of the night was medic.
2: Versus, um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A- a- Stepped up on four days' notice, this guy. Um, I'll, I'll get you the name. McDebeck, uh or Lobby, I think. Let me, let me make sure uh, I want to pronounce his name. because uh,
3: he's a stud.
2: Yes, yeah. Um, It wasn't the first fight of the night, though, Matt. It was, it was the,
3: our first card on the main card, on the main card. The uh, on the oh, card. on
2: the main card. Sorry, yes, yeah, arithmetic yeah. against uh or Albi or a or a lobby.
4: What weight was that? Was that yeah, a welterweight? I welterweight. And man, did this kid, that part. that,
3: was a, that was, I mean, he's a powerhouse. That or lobby. Am I saying it right?
4: Yeah. Yeah, or lobby. Keep,
3: keep an eye out for him, Jimmy.
2: Uh, what else guys I wanted to ask Jason uh because obviously now you have Cheeto against uh O'Malley that rematch which you know there was obviously the injury in the first fight um what do you think you know because at times Cheeto doesn't start as fast as he could but again it's worked out very well for him uh what do you think he needs to do against O'Malley obviously not giving away strategy but uh what do you think O'Malley's uh, strength is and, and what do you think Cheeto needs to do?
4: Well. Just to clear things up for one second, is that was an injury that was caused? That was oh yes, liver, by Cheeto, yeah, from a strike. Yes, um, coach. To, yeah, to he me, won the guy, fight. Compare that to a liver shot. You know, you punch a guy in the liver and shuts your legs down. And yes, you know, it it, it it it's a it's a significant strike. Is what oh, it is. Burlo. Yeah, Cheeto oh, won Burlo. that fight. I, yeah, I, hold on, hold on, please,
3: everybody, please. I want to apologize on behalf of my friend, uh, Coach. I'm listening. To me. He shit all over your win, I Jimmy. That's please. not true.
2: Jimmy, I will, I will not allow Jimmy, you to. Yes, Jimmy, please. <laughs> yes,
3: I gotta, I gotta say this. I, I know Jason a long time.
2: Yeah,
3: I'm sorry, Coach. What a fucking little shit! You won that fight. You won. <laughs> he's sipping the. Hold on. He's oh, sipping The Kool Aid. <laughs> he's not, he's sipping the Sugar Sean Kool Aid. Where Sugar Sean is amazing. He said it so many times that it wasn't a loss. That he's got people fucking believing it. That's
2: incorrect. It's clearly a loss, and it was caused by Cheeto. But meaning they didn't get to go
4: again. They didn't fight I, for I, very long. I, I understand what you're. You're. Of saying. course, he, yeah. They, he
2: clearly won that fight. It's we, a loss we saw, for, we
4: saw three or four minutes of those two fighting, and yeah. we didn't really see a lot of action. We saw, you know, we we did see. O'Malley did hit, you know, throw his big right hand. He he threw a sniper punch, you know. And yeah. the thing about Cheeto is 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 he absorbs shots differently than these guys. You know, a lot of these guys. I mean, in part of his game, sure, is starting late, but also he likes to he likes to dissect his guy. He likes to sit in front of him. He likes to feel him. You know, and that's something that I've been really working on with him, trying to get him out of there, especially if we're fighting a three round fight. See, the fact that we're fighting a five round fight is beautiful. Because we don't have to change much from what the, the, from he's been developing more and more. He's had both of them have, have come leaps and bounds since the first time they fought as well. You know, they both have fought, I think, I want to say six, seven fights apiece, you know, between now and their last fight. And they both have been there with, you know, the highest of caliber guys and, and have some great sweet wins. Um, so they both have been, been, been um, improved quite a bit. Um, fortunately, it being a five round fight in the style of um, shot O'Malley, I don't have to get on Cheeto's ass and put fire on his feet and fucking fire up his ass and make him fucking push so hard the first round. I don't feel like we really necessarily have to do that Um because uh, it, 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 one, I don't know how many five round fights uh, uh O'Malley has at this point. Uh, I'd have to go back and look again. I, I forget. Um But you know, there's, there's a. I think Cheeto definitely lies uh, with more experience in the area of, of longer fights. Yeah. Um, Cheeto has a, and Chido, it, and Cheeto, it's very solid as far as reading and reacting to punches and kicks and whatnot. Um, you know, for me, break. For me, for me, Cheeto, I really feel can break. I mean, the fight can go go pretty much. I would say, a, I can't necessarily say a similar direction because you know. It, hitting that leg kick and hitting that nerve is like, again, like hitting a body shot, you know, you hit it, you hit the liver, you hit it clean and, and, and the night in the nights, uh, a quick one for you, but you know, I, we're not going to fight obviously looking like we're going to get O'Malley out of there in the first round because, you know, nor that, uh, I, I would like to me just personally, just watching it from the corner. I'd like to see it go a little longer. I'd like to see a good fight. Um, cheeto che, cheeto i feel Cheeto's style matches up with sean o'malley perfectly with the style of fighter that cheeto uh, that that o'malley is the mentality of uh, of o'malley and in in the experience of Mali, you know i think we're we're, we're we're this is a type of fight that i think cheeto wins more times than not um it, it, it unless Cheeto's going to decide to do something different in his life he's going to decide to go to the bar and party he's going to decide to Take off the gas pedal and not train as hard as he normally does, and you know, it is su- such a hard worker and so determined and 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 so driven to be a world champion of the UFC that you know it's hard for me to think that this is not going to be his time, you know. But you know anything can happen. A fight and O'Malley is is. For me, I think O'Malley's a, a game day player. I think he. I don't think the same g- guy shows up at the gym. I I know people from the gym, and I and I hear how training goes here and there. And I just think that it's like uh, Aljo. I mean, everybody and their mother thought Aljo was going to, you know, wipe the floor with uh, O'Malley, and and he he sniped him out of there. He got him out of there with one shot, pretty much at the end of the day. And he's got that in his back pocket at all times. I just feel um, with cheetos durability and uh and his intelligence out there is just great he's not the type of guy you go out and just snipe out of there
2: well Jason, you said something too, too which i thought we just talked which is about the five-round experience and going deep in the fight uh you know there was that that controversial win over Piotr Jan, which if i remember correctly i think Jan won that fight over it was a three-round fight with o'malley uh and Aljo would have been a five-round fight but it got it stopped in two but his decision wins o'malley's decision wins came in like 2018. so i mean again i'm sure he trains for five rounds when he's fighting five rounds, but he hasn't gone deep into fights uh, with the caliber of fighter that, uh, that uh, Marlon has. So I think that's a huge advantage as the fight goes on for, for Vera.
4: A hundred percent. And that's a hundred percent. And there's no, there's no giving away a game plan as far as having that conversation, because that's just, you know, the facts about O'Malley knows this. Just people know this, you know, this, I know this, we all know this. And we know that Cheeto could get stronger as the fight goes on. We don't know how O'Malley reacts as a fight goes on because we haven't seen it. Like you said, if it's been 2018, and who was that opponent against? It wasn't against anybody we know. And what Sukumtak was,
2: was what, one guy, Andre Sukumtak, I think. And uh, I forget who the other fighter was. I'll Have to go and
4: check. <laughs> well, that wasn't oh, a top. What
3: about that. What's the kid that was taking a beating that whole time? Did they stop it after a while?
4: It wasn't a t- the, the, the kid. that that the green hair kid. was a, I think, that was, right. a I, I think was. that was a three round fighter. It was fight. That's and, that's and he was exactly. like a late
2: addition, right? He was like a late. Well, Yeah. Yeah. Chris Mattino. Yep.
4: Well, he comes in off of, uh, yeah. he came in off of the streets too. What I mean by the streets is he wasn't a UFC fighter. He wasn't right. even a yeah. roster. He was a late replacement and, yeah. you know, and he, and he was a tough kid and was able to give him a little bit of, not a run for his money, but, you know, give him some, you know, agitate him a little bit, you know, let him know that he's still there. So you know a 5 round fight definitely is a, it, for me benefits us in the in the grand scheme of things
3: now jason let me see here let me let me let me let me do the math i don't like doing math but let me do it cuz it's not it, you know it can't be that high but you have michael bisping i know you worked a lot with cyborg uh, i know you worked with bj Pett. i'm not sure if it was when he was on his title how many champions
4: Did you have now? Definitely Bisping. Who else? I don't know. Well, you have UFC world champions when when Cheeto Vera wins the title in March will be four UFC world champions. BJ Penn, Michael Bisping, Chris Cyborg, and uh, Cheeto Vera.
3: That's wild. That's wild, Jimmy. Jimmy, you know who thought of that question? This guy.
4: (laughs) The great Matt Sarah.
3: Listen to me, Jason Perillo, you deserve a lot of credit for that. You got fucking more how many listen to me, Longo's at three champions. You,
4: you if you get this next fight. I'll have as much champions as probably any of the coaches in in the game. But um I don't but, but for me, I, I that's what the beautiful thing about. I've always prided myself in staying right underneath the radar and not and not um and my 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 fighters don't come from uh gym full of fighters yes it, better say what i'm saying I, these are all the, these are all very individually trained and spent years on end with 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 these individuals and these athletes and um develop
3: different jason they're all you're not cookie cutter like you have michael bisping you have uh, like cyborg they're all they're not all the, they don't all fight the same way but all, you, 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 you cater to the how, how do you approach each one of them they're all different fighters and they all have a great striking skill set thanks to you but how do you tailor to them particularly like what do you well
4: they're, they're, i train everybody as an individual i know i say i i can have any court corny cliche answer to any of these questions because yeah. you know people have been answering these questions for for eternity and everybody tries to sound as smart as they can but uh. really at the i i really it, it it helps when i connect with the fighter as well i mean I'm actually in, in the next handful of months going to be opening a public gym, so I will ha- probably have a room of of a lot of athletes at the same time, which I haven't done in a, in, in quite some time. But are oh, you um, opening that, a school? What is going yeah, on? Yeah, I opened up a gym. Yeah, because we oh, we, right. closed, we closed up my gym Ruka, and we're moving on. And um, that I was there
3: for a while. That was it. Was there a lot of uh,
4: was it uh, emotional? You've been you had that school for a while. Yeah, you know, was not so much I knew it was going to happen for a while. And for me it was probably more I'm probably a little bit more excited about it than 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 down about it only because yeah. it was a, it was a separate it was a business that it was that I was it was you know impossible not impossible, but it was a situation where I couldn't really run my business out of there. I mean, I I ran a I ran the gym, but it was more or less for uh my athletes, my fighters, and it, it was a small group of people. That's what I'm saying, like Cyborg won a title out there. Bj won his. Bj defended his world title out of there. That's we originally opened it up uh, with Bj. You know, back in you know the the, the later 2000s. I mean the mid 2000s. But um, and it was to get Bj out of uh, Hilo because we we had some success. We we defend uh, when I got beat when I started working with Bj. He was coming off two losses. He didn't have a world title. He was fighting Jens Pulver uh, to rematch Jens Pulver, had lost to Jens in their original match. You know, we beat Jens. We went on out. Joe Stevenson, won the world title, um, defended the world title. um, And then he went and fought GSP to uh, fight for the lightweight fight against the welterweight. Fell short in that fight. So they decided, uh, we decided, because we were training in Hawaii. I was staying in Hawaii for a good part of two or three years. Yeah. and uh, we decided, okay, we got to get out of Hilo for a while. Did you know we wanted to bl- blame the environment for that loss? But really, at the grand scheme of things, it was a, a, a lightweight fighting a welterweight. You know, and there's a yeah. there's a size difference. And what happens is when they fought the first time, BJ wasn't a, a genuine lightweight. He was a blown up. You know, he was right in between. You know, you don't you don't yeah. realize you you actually condition your body and and, and bring it down in, in the right way over a couple of year period of time, you're now a, a real lightweight, you know, and then he went in there against a real welterweight, but that's either, here know, there, the, 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 thought process was we got to get out of Hilo, get in a new environment. So we opened up Ruka uh, specifically for BJ and uh, mm. he, he was defending his world title. Like, I think it was against Kenny Florian, I believe. And okay. uh, and uh, then we had two fights out of there. We had Kenny Florian fight that we rematch, or that we had to defend against Diego Sanchez as well.
3: Oh, that was a good fight. That was a.
4: Good, that's when he was in his like peak, like when he. Beat oh San- yeah, that's when he was in his prime. I, 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 a I, I. Head Was a bit when he was the best BJ Penn in the world. That's hundred percent facts, and I didn't anybody want to go to the bat on that one. I'll sit here all fucking day long, you yeah. know. But, but and, uh, you know, they did, you know. The difference with BJ, BJ was such a well-known fighter, too. When I got a hold of him, like I said, he was coming off a couple losses. It was his first fight back in the UFC. And uh he wasn't, you know, people don't know the you know the the, the steps and the and the years and the amount of time I spent with BJ, both physically and mentally, um you know, helping him out and uh trying to help him be the best he can be. And that's really to answer your question, Matt, and in the grand scheme of things is. I, I develop a relationship. I know it sounds corny, but I develop a relationship with these guys. I mean, we all know, we all a lot of people know techniques and they know fundamentals and they know this and they know that, you know. But you got to really know how to fight, you know, and you got to know how to got how me. to think and how to handle things out there. And, and I think it, it it plays a you know a coach can a lot of these guys can can beat if they're good enough athletes and good enough fighters, they can beat the eighty five percent of the guys out there that the, even 90 some of these guys are so athletic they can beat the 90 percent of those guys out there you know ye, to have somebody come in your life that can point you in the right direction to actually give you those extra inches those extra wrinkles in the game to to be able to get up into the top 95 percent, the top 8 98 99 and to be the best in the world you do need a little guidance you do need a little help you know people ask me the question for many years is a champion born or is he or, or is he developed? you know and I always answer it a little bit of both. You need a little bit of both. because you have to be a born champ, you have to have that born championship mentality. you have to have that the ability and the skill set. but you do need some you need those extra inches you know to be the best in the world because everybody that's coming to the table have that born mentality, have that born ability, but yeah. they also need those extra wrinkles, those extra inches to be the best in the world.
2: Now and Jason, before we wrap too, there's one thing I wanted to ask you about because Matt mentioned Bisping, um, and I'd love to ask your opinion too on uh, Aspinall. Who uh, uh, Bisping is saying that he thinks uh, he's very high on Tom Aspinall, and he's thinking that that he can beat uh, Jones. I I don't believe that he's going to beat him easily. I think I think Bisping is kind of saying that Aspinall would would win. pretty decisively. And didn't Sehudo, Matt, you alluded to Sehudo before. Did he say something about, about yeah,
3: Henry Shahudo, Like, listen, we know he's a, you know, what is he? A double champ. And we know he's a gold medalist in the Olympics. Yeah, dude, sure. He accomplished a lot. Obviously. Kudos to him. You know, Bravo. But dude, don't shit on a guy when he's, because Tom Aspinall, he's, he's shitting on him that he got emotional getting the belt, saying it's not the real belt. It's like, It's like a second place trophy. And if he got the silver at the Olympics, he's not going to break down. And so he's like, you know, he's like, you might as well paint that thing bronze or something. He's being kind of a, a dickhead about it. Yeah. And it's like, shoot. All right, dude, we know you're a super stud. This guy, you don't know his backstory. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. But you know, you heard about what his father all the time the father put into him and uh, to develop him as a martial artist, and how he left his normal job just to teach jujitsu to help his son. And you hear about all the the story of his journey. He's getting emotional, and you're sitting there shitting on him,
4: you little fucker.
1: Yeah. Well, he, my, well
4: he, worked, he works with John Jones too now, doesn't he? Who Henry? Yeah, doesn't he work? Do they work together a little bit? I I, that we, don't, that's a good question. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I just
3: think that it was just just a shitty comment, man. Even if I'm you with- like, why you get you <laughs> shitting on this guy's moment? Like, there's guys that won a regular fight and they get emotional just like, with nothing on the line.
2: Aspinall had a funny line, Matt. He said, it doesn't matter to me what he says. He's 5'3". If he's talking, I probably won't hear him because of how far away he is. (laughs) Tom? Tom Aspinall.
3: That is great. That is great. I'm a short man. I think that's hysterical.
4: He's a good dude, Tom. I Actually, me and Bisbing had a conference call. He was interested in working with me a little bit. Obviously, he's in England, so that didn't work out. We actually were in the, in, in the conversations about working together a little bit, me and Tom. But he ended up – it was right before he tore his knee in his last fight or one of his last fights, I think he – if it wasn't the last fight but the fight before that, maybe he – I want to say he tore his ACL or something along those lines, and we yeah. never reconnected, but – yeah, and I think that Bisbing's, you know, really supportive. Obviously, is of his countrymate, and 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 you know, and and that's his guy right now. So he's gonna he's gonna talk the talk for him, and and really put him on a pedestal. And it's not a bad thing. I mean, it, John Jones is the tough guy to gamble against. I, I it's somebody I won't gamble against anytime soon. But um, but uh, Tom Aspinall definitely shows uh, something different in that heavyweight division. I mean, with his size. And his speed and his agility and the coordination, you know, you know, it's a matter of keeping his head right, really. Obviously, at the same time, because with Henry Cejudo saying, "Oh, look how emotional he's," obviously an emotional guy. You can't knock him for celebrating and enjoying a, a big win like that. Sure. Been, that That's, guy's a monster. He was in there with
2: Pavlovich is a, 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 a devastating puncher.
4: He's a monster. Yeah, he's a monster. She, I mean, you know? Has Cejudo? Yeah, no, he's laid
3: some guys out. You should know. He should know how your adrenaline is and. And if and now you especially you're facing your fears you fight a monster like that and you put you've seen him put many people to sleep you're putting him down and what do you think? like I don't know I think he's just being a dick yeah and I like Henry enough you know
2: and he felt by the way Sergey landed in that fight and and he and he like uh, he wobbled Aspinall I mean he hits like a fucking truck so I mean Aspinall felt how hard he hits and I definitely didn't expect Pavlovich to get knocked out in that first round. But Jones' thing is, isn't it amazing how he's so good because no matter what you do well, he finds a way to neutralize that. Like that's why he is uh, the greatest to ever do it, because he's great at everything. And no matter what your specialty is, he has the answer for it and it could be yeah. different every fight.
4: He's the goat. He really is the greatest of all time, especially in that division. I mean, he's a very intelligent fighter as well. And people don't people don't take that into place because you can't see intelligence. You can't you can't read intelligence, you can't you know, you can figure it out by talking to people, I think, here and there, but the guy's a very intelligent athlete, very intelligent fighter. And like you said, Jim, I mean he he knows how he knows how to neutralize what you do well. Now Tom Aspinall at the other day does everything well. So yeah. you yeah. know, I, don't, I I you know his grappling is phenomenal, his stand-up, his speed, you know, he's really he really can be the future of the heavyweight division. I really agree with Michael Bisping on that one. Um, it's just, you know, as far as John Jones, who I like quite a bit, I think he's a great guy. Um, you know, that's that's a tough one to gamble against. But, you know, we'll see. You know, I, I regardless, I do see Tom Aspinall as a, as a, as a big future for the heavyweight division. Because once he settles in a little bit more and gets a little bit more, you know, emotional control out there, I think he's going to be, you know, very difficult, difficult man to be. And Jason, really
3: quick, we're going to, we're going to get out of here now, but your, your school, how soon till it opens? And uh, I'm excited for you being in I have an academy forever. I was there all morning. I, it's such a nice life. Uh, is it, is it going to be a little bit of both like we were talking about before? Is it going to be
4: for pro oh, fighters or? And for no, just- it's going to be open. It's going to be open to the public. So I, I'm, wow. going to, I'm going to have a section for the pros in the back. I, it's nice. a pretty nice building. I mean, it, it's, 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 it's a 10,000 square foot building. So I got a little room in there. I'm going to have, I, it's going to be sectioned up and I'm going to have it open to the public, but also open, to, you know, I'm going to have a separate room for the fighters.
3: Just fist the cuffs, or miss, is it going to be mixed martial arts? Or is it just oh, I'll, have,
4: I'll have some jujitsu in there and some, yeah, and some you know, so I'll have some grappling in there and some boxing, what the, kickboxing. What, What's where the are name? you opening it?
2: Yeah, and where what are you calling it?
4: I, I, I actually don't technically have a name just yet for it, um, but uh, it's going to be in Costa Mesa, it's actually half a mile from my house where I'm at right now. I I actually, in the midst of and I was actually gonna head there. I was actually gonna do this cast from 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 the temporary spot because uh Pat Sonori, the founder of Ruka, the original RUCA guy branch, me and him had let, he left Ruka as well. And um, he's working on a new brand himself. And we're gonna have the same type of facility that we had at Ruka at this new place. So I'll have a private gym there as well, but I'm also you know, owed my own place for a while, you good know, mean, it's
3: good for you, man. Yeah, I'm it's great. happy for you, dude. It's, you deserve that, man. And you're so good at your craft and you know, the deal, man, even though you're like me, we, we spend a lot of time in, in in the gym in the Academy. It's what we loved to. It. It's what we do. And you'll get those stems. I know you get those stem cells for your longevity in the sport. Cause I know you want to hold some pads too, you know? Exactly. So uh, dude, Hey man, Congrats. Congrats on that. I'm excited thank, for you.
4: Thank you. Thank you. And don't let Matt drive a
2: wedge between us thinking that I uh, uh, believe that O'Malley was undefeated. Matt does <laughs> that because he doesn't want me being friends with other coaches. But, oh, uh, but
4: you're, you're my man. <laughs> Jeff, I, 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 I watched you way before you did this shit. I watched you when you're, I watch your stand up comedy for years, man. I'm a big fan of stand up Oh, comedy. thanks,
2: man. Thank you, Jason. And I told that.
4: you that before, and yeah, that won't change, man. Thanks, uh, buddy. Great. Have
2: All a great right. holiday, man, and Matt. I won't talk to you. Have a great Thanksgiving. We we're off this Wednesday, but we'll talk to you yeah. soon, man. And I cannot wait for for uh, for Marlon to get that shot uh, against O'Malley. We'll talk to you soon.
4: Thanks, guys. Have All right, Jason. Great. Thank Take you, care, Jason. Care. Take care, buddy. coach. All the bills. and Matt.
2: Have yes. a great holiday, and uh, to the, the staff who works hard for us, we appreciate that. And uh, have a great Thanksgiving, and we'll see you guys next week.
3: Everybody, happy Turkey Day!
2: And we'll talk after that, Jimmy. <laughs> no, don't do it. That's you my turkey. <laughs> I'm going to end my turkey. Bye, Jimmy. <laughs> Bye, buddy.
1: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Emmy
5: Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A